0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast, coming to you live from Mono's Coffee Crafters. Myself and Jeremiah Jerome Stringer here today to talk to you a little bit about, I guess I would I would call this the tent battle. That's a good description. The tent battle, I, and it's funny because a year or so ago, neither one us hardly ever used a tent ever. Yes, actually, I don't think I used a tent for two years solid. Yeah, Yeah, you only did hammock camping. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the hammocks comfy though. Yeah, but but, uh, most people use the tent.
0: Yeah, and I I decided last year because I do have a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. I would start using a tent more, and so I've gotten a chance to use tents from uh, Mountain Hardware, Gossamer Gear. uh, Let's see, who else did I use a tent from? Outdoor Vitals, and then recently, I I I used my own money, paid full price. And bought the Durston X Mid <laughs> Pro Two.
1: That's a popular tent, dude. There's a very and there's Hard a reason for it.
0: There's a reason for it.
1: Yeah, don't they always sell out? Oh
0: my gosh, they used to, but it seems like it seems like they have them in stock more now. But and also the original rush to get them is over, you yeah. know. But. Okay, this tent. Let me tell you about this tent for a second. All right, let's take a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hog the beginning of this episode. And yeah, tell you go ahead about this tent.
1: and remind everybody. Since we're at Monos, enjoy the ambiance. We got customers in here with us. We have the coffee grind. John just yes. actually got a pour over. Just got a
0: pour over. Uh, it's a blend of Ethiopian and Sumatra oh. coffee beans. So Fantastic.
1: Let the coffee shop esque just wash over. You as you
0: listen to the episode, but go ahead, John. This one was times you wish you had smell-o-vision. Yeah, you you know, like if you're watching on YouTube right now, you could actually smell it from the screen, yeah, like scratch and smell on your screen or something.
1: Yeah, so you'll just have to close your eyes and imagine you get to smell the sweet grinds of that Ethiopian coffee as she's making the pour over. Yeah,
0: it's just, yeah, I had a caramel macchiato myself. Oh, good stuff, man, good stuff. Okay, so this tent, this Uh tent, I always wanted the X-Mid. Like, I wanted it for years. Back when it was on drop, I wanted Why'd it. Why'd you want it? It was the most uniquely designed tent I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, it's a trekking pole tent. Uh-huh. And so it's it's obviously going to be really lightweight. Um, but the thing that I liked about it is that they were offset. The way the trekking poles go on are offset. They're not straight across from each other. So it puts everything at a kind of funky angle. But what it also does is, it because of the way it's set up... It makes the walls rise up very interestingly in such a way where you've almost got vertical walls by your head when you're inside the tent. Mm. And you have, like, huge vestibule space because oh, the, the inner shape. of the tent is at an angle as opposed to straight across. And so with, with that said, also the door, like on the, on the Z-Pax tents, one of the things is they've got that rainbow door. But you got yeah. a pole right in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. What should I Google if I'm looking up images of the tent you're talking about? Uh,
0: of the XMid two, mm-hmm. just just type in uh, Durston XMid. Okay. But uh, so because of where the poles are set, the door opens in such a way where the pole doesn't really play any effect to it.
1: Dude, I was just thinking, um, the XMid. I mean, not the XMid, but the duplex. I saw a video of it. Just a couple of days ago. And I was like, yeah, that stinking pole right in the middle. It's just inconvenient. Yeah, I mean, it's not
0: bad. I mean, all things considered, not that big of a deal. But when yeah. it is out of the way, man, it sure is nice. Yeah. And and so here's this tent that he made for years, you know, with Sil poly, I believe, is what it was made out of. Then he comes out with this new one made out of Dyneema.
1: Oh, I like the Dyneema. Lighter weight, but 20? more expensive.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to shoot straight. I spent 700 bucks on this tent.
1: Yeah, that's pretty normal though. For like, I think the duplex is about seven hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, even the tarp, just a tarp, may yeah. cost you several yeah. hundred dollars.
0: I can honestly say, Ted, Dan Durston did not send me this tent. <laughs> I, I I spent every penny on it. I used my hard earned cash and bought it. Um, right there's a great shot of it. If you can yeah, see that, the it, pole
1: is kind of offset so that it's the door is in front. It's like to the left of the pole. Yeah. yeah, and
0: and because of it, you can see how vertical. The wall is by your head, yeah. which is, anybody anybody who's ever slept in a trekking pole tent, the standard trekking pole tent is, it's high in the middle and it's really low on the outsides.
1: Yeah, and you get condensation when you move, like the hood of your sleeping bag and your feet, like the foot box. You get condensation and then those touch the slanted part of the tent.
0: Exactly, and so in this case, what you've got is, you, you've got this wall that's, it's not vertical. Like, you're not going to get vertical unless you have poles. Like, yeah. it's just not going to happen, but it's almost vertical, it feels like. There's plenty of room for your head, and because the inner is at an angle also, you get more depth in in that inner, you get the maximum depth that you can get out of it, which is really cool. Um The only negative is, if you want to use it as a two-person tent, I would definitely say it's probably not a two-person tent at all.
1: How many inches wide would you estimate? I mean, we can look it up.
0: I think it's 45 inches
1: Oh, well, you're 48 could, inches, like two 25 squeeze. inch pads won't go
0: in there, is what I'm saying.
1: Okay, you'd need the smaller, yeah, dude. I'll tell you, the 25 inch I don't like going more narrow than that.
0: Oh, no, 25 should be the minimum anymore. Like, yeah. everybody's starting to realize that, too. More and more people are, are realizing I sleep better when my arms aren't hanging off the
1: sides of the sleeping yeah. pad, especially like if you're somewhere where the climate is cold, <clears throat> excuse me. Then your tent, I mean, your uh, arms hanging off the side of the pad, you can literally just get cold straight up. Yeah, because there's no
0: insulation underneath your arms. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I can't wait to get this thing out this weekend. Like, if you're listening right now, yeah, if you're listening right now, this is the same trip I talked about last week. Um, I'm going out this Friday and I get to test it out for the first time at the Red River Gorge. So, I'm pretty excited about getting it out and seeing how it does.
1: What's the. So I'm looking at the tent right now in front of me, mm-hmm. um, on my screen, and it looks like there's a little patch under the under one of the vestibule doors, which I'm assuming you can roll it up as well. You can roll up both mm-hmm. sides. Yeah, you can. But it looks like there's almost. I, I bring a little piece of Tyvek with me. Yeah, and it's like my home base. Yeah, I don't know what
0: that is. It's probably a ground sheet or something, but that, okay. I don't have that with mine.
1: You should uh, you should cut you a ground sheet, dude. That has that. And then that'll give you a little doormat there.
0: So maybe I need to find my, uh, my Tyvek supplier, <laughs> Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can probably hook you up with a little Tyvek.
0: I'll bet he could. I'll bet he, could. he has in the past. So. Yeah,
1: I was with him one time, and I was talking to him about this exact, exact thing, the Tyvek situation. Because it makes a great ground sheet. If it's you, amazing. And I take it in the hammock, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, my little tip is make that the spot where you don't lose anything. Like, if you spread your Tyvek out, it gives you a spot where everything can accumulate. Yep. And then everything's not all spread out. It makes it a lot harder to lose stuff. Well, I always put mine in the outside
0: of my pack. It's in the, the what people call the front pocket. I call the back pocket mm-hmm. because it's far in the back. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's a story for another day. But uh, I always roll it up, and I just keep it in there. Huh. And the first thing I pull out is that piece of Tyvek. I set it out, whether I'm using a tent or a hammock, and I start putting stuff on there. Do you pull it out um, during breaks, too? I have if I needed to, but yeah. if, typically I pull my chair out. Like, if we're doing a break, I'm going to sit in a chair.
1: Oh, have you seen the stools?
0: Yeah. I, I got
1: sent a little stool. So, so they're from, uh, I mean, what's that called Big Agnes? Name? No, it's a different company. They sent me, like, these kind of, like, packing cube. Type deals because Bridget for the Camino she wanted to um, organize her stuff and I was like okay well this company coincidentally asked about would you be interested in I don't know it's like a little compartment and they have two different size designs is it
0: Hyperlink or Hyper or Hyperlite mountain gear
1: no. I can't remember. I'd have to find it, find the email. But yeah. they sent me a stool, too, and it weighs like 14 ounces. No back on it, but it's like the size of a water bottle, but taller. Yeah. And so when you take it, you can, like, keep it in the side pocket. I think it was Buckley I saw doing this. Interesting. And every time we stopped, he would take his backpack off, sit it down, which I ask about the Tyvek because sometimes I'll take mine out and put it down <clears throat> just above. You the backpack Yeah, to put your backpack on, backpack on, yeah, yeah. But he would pull this little stool out. And I'm like, I'm not fooling with that stupid chair. We're going to be here for five minutes. But Buckley would just grab the stool and then unvelcro the little strap, and there you go. You have a seat. Mm-hmm. Now, you lose the back, but it weighs well, less than a chair.
0: You know that chair that I like so much from uh, Big Agnes? Yeah, the, uh, Sky... the Skyline UL Skyline, chair. Okay. Yeah, they have a Skyline stool now. Oh, you going to try that out? No, but it only weighs a pound. How much is a Skyline? One and a half? 110 110 Okay, just a shade over a pound and a half. Yeah. So yeah, but I think, dude, sixteen ounces. Yeah. And and it's uh it'll hold up two hundred sixty five pounds. Uh. Uh-huh. And it's the same legs and foundation as the chair.
1: I think this stool only holds like two forty. Yeah, it's not made so. for boys like me.
0: <laughs> it's, I'm getting, I'm close, dude. It's racist, dude.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's a, is that prejudice against race. That's that's racist against fat people. <laughs> I didn't know they were a race. <laughs> There's even, a lot of us. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I've I'm, I've known the lifestyle. Yeah,
0: as much as I love Outdoor vitals, sometimes I think they're racist too. <laughs>
1: they're not racist.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing their jacket they may, right
1: they, now. They, I love Outdoor
0: Vitals. I love tasting and all those guys. Yeah, and but their help. clothes are built so like. For trimmer people, yeah. So yeah. athletic style body. Yeah. I, I'm, I've got to get tight. I
1: got to get to think about fluffy people. Yeah, maybe they need an alternate line. Yeah, outdoor like, vitals. Yeah, come on, come up with the fluffy line. What would be a good name for that fluffy line? The fluffy line, outdoor vitals, fluffy. The fluffy line. Yeah. <laughs> Put <laughs> a I mean, fat owl as their logo. Well, here's
0: the thing: owls aren't really skinny. Yeah, I think they are. Skinny. They, their feathers make them look big. Yeah, but they look like fat birds. Yeah. So like, they might as well. Might as well like, go with it, man.
1: Yeah. That's good advertising. Yeah. They need to hire you on, on their PR team. Come on, Taysen.
0: Hook me up, bro. <laughs> Here
1: is this. He texts you. He's like,
0: can you take that down? He's going to text <laughs> me and be like, you're an idiot. Why did you even say that? <laughs> so back to your tent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be taking out for the first time. Uh-huh. You can technically set this tent up with four stakes and be done.
1: And two poles.
0: And two poles. Yeah. Four stakes and two poles. But it's better to set it up with six so you can guy out the door. But you don't have to guy out the door, but it's obviously going to be better if you do because it'll make your vestibule much better area for your stuff.
1: It's uh, two doors? It's
0: two doors. Okay. Two doors, two entrances. Um, And it's a single wall. So set up in the rain is much better with that one than like uh, your typical tent that has the inner and the outer part of the tent.
1: I like... um I have both. I have the double wall and the single wall. Now, with the single wall, it's almost always lighter. And most of the time, it's either poly or Dyneema. Right. <clears throat> but. Condensation. The condensation. Yep. Always.
0: And. Well, that's the cool thing about this tent. That actually, if you look above the door, uh-huh. there's vents on either side.
1: Oh yeah I think that's becoming more and more common they put the little um, like a little bar yeah a little bar there that holds it out Yeah, with velcro and it's so flexible that it's not like you can't get it back in the stuff sack because there's like hard right right like here's one of my one thing I want to get into in this episode is uh, the duplex as well and on the duplex L they have like this little I don't know. They want it to be vented, and there's a bathtub floor. So they put these two little pieces of, I don't know what it's made of, but it's some kind of plastic or something. Mm -hmm. And every time I put it in the stuff sack, I'm like, these two little things are always in the way, and I'm always afraid they're going to poke a hole in the Dyneema stuff sack. Okay. So I wish that they would use something like what you're saying. Something that is flexible, but it has enough rigidity to hold its shape. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I can't wait to get this
0: thing out um, and, and give it a shot. And it sounds weird that I'm about to say this, but I'm just going to say it. I kind of hope it rains while we're sleeping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I just want to see. Like, how yeah. does it do? Like, it's seam sealed, right? Yeah. Well, it's seam sealed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's dynamic. It has to, like.
1: Well, you still have to seam. Uh, well, they don't sew it, do they? It's, no, all taped. it's all taped. Yeah. The whole thing is taped. Yeah. So I guess the only pro the only issues it could be with the water leakage is if there is some sort of breach in that seal yeah. from the tape. Yeah.
0: So it should be it should be fine. Um, I just want to get it out, man. It's it's I love it because it's kind of a palace, really. I think. And it, it and it's it, it, what's really fun. What's really fun for me is the community built around it. Mm, like the it, Dursting community. The Dursting community is hilarious, man.
1: So what's he famous for? We've had him on the podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's a long trail hiker in Canada. Okay. And But the, the big thing with him is this gear that he's made, and especially the, the X-Mid, and he's created this Durston community. And there's, there's actually a Facebook group that I've been a part of for a while, and I'm finally actually like really a part of it because I actually have the tent now. Yeah. And it's all these people showing the tent, sharing pictures, and, man, watch what you say. You never oh. talk bad about Dan Durston or his his gear. It, it'll get ugly quick. They're Fierce. Oh, they
1: they defend. They defend. You know, I don't know if there are if there are other communities similar to backpacking in the sense that the barrier to entry is. It depends on the aspect you're looking at. Sometimes you would consider it a high barrier of entry because you got to have this gear and you got to spend money on it. Right, right. But at the same time, you can get away with not spending a ton and just getting out into the woods. Like, really you can go out there with heavy equipment or, like, borrowed equipment. Oh, yeah. You
0: go with a burlap sack for all that matters.
1: One thing that a lot of times what it turns into is the perfect piece of gear for you doesn't exist, and then you make it, and then it turns into some little side project company, and then before you know it, you're Dan Durston, and you're hiking all these trails, and you literally have your own line of tent that a whole community has built itself around what you do and the gear that you
0: make. Well, you look at some of these companies like Hilltop Packs. hmm You know, they, they were printing on Dyneema. Nobody yeah. else was doing that. No. Nobody else was doing that. Um, you look at uh, Chicken Tramper. Their backpacks were made because of research from through hiking, the yeah. PCT, and talking to backpackers from all over and asking them what their favorite thing was. And they gave – basically, they were given the specs for their backpack – Mm-hmm. from backpackers. And so they've created this incredible backpack, which we both own. Yeah. And I still love to this day um, that, you know, revolutionized things with things like using the, uh, the arrow shafts yeah. for the frames, you know, things like that. that are just a lot of ingenuity being who would used think, in that.
1: Who would think to 3d print holders that you could cut arrow shafts and make a frame for a backpack? Made out of X-Pack.
0: Yeah. That didn't exist. No, it was fantastic. The, the whole The whole thing is fantastic. So these small companies, I mean, Z-Packs being one of them, because mm-hmm. I know you've got the, the
1: the Duplex L. Yeah, and I took the Duplex, which is like their bread and butter tent. Yeah. Um, you know, they're known for that and their backpacks, yeah. I think. But I well, took that. Which,
0: which I have to tell you, my current favorite backpack. Yeah. And I love all my friends who make backpacks. I'm talking to you guys at Chicken Tramper, Dan, Ben McMillan. I love all you guys. My Ark Hall is by far my favorite pack right now.
1: And why is that?
0: It's the most comfortable pack I own. Uh huh. It can hold a ton of – it's a 60-liter pack, weighs 20 ounces, and it rides beautifully. That sounds legit. And it's made out of ultra fabric, and the thing, like, literally, you can't – you can't rip it. You can try as hard as you want. It's not going
1: anywhere. Yeah, and we've talked about in the past how, like, ZPEX was more of a cottage brand. Like, uh, it wasn't as big. I mean, big technically, as, they still are. Yeah, but much bigger. Yeah. But not like sold at REI and Cabela's. And that well, and they stuff. were, but they were another company where
0: uh, the owner was hiking the Appalachian Trail and decided to make their own backpack out of Dyneema. Yeah. Other people saw it like, man, can you make me one of those? And next thing you know, UGQ outdoor, the story behind them was Paul, the owner of UGQ, was making quilts and tarps for himself in his basement. His friends Mm -hmm. would see him and be like, Can you make me one of those? Yeah. It's always like they make something, they make it exceptional, and then people want it. And 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 that's that's where all these cottage companies come from. And so then you've got Dan Durston, who just creates this insanely Unique tent design, mm-hmm. of course, patents it and everything, so nobody can cheat and steal it. Yeah, it's his design; no one can use it. And so he's got this phenomenal tent. Now, on the end of the duplex, something I want to talk with you about, and I think you want to talk about it too. Yeah, let's hear. It. One of my biggest complaints about the duplex, and why I've never picked one up. Yeah, I hate the doors.
1: Yeah, the doors.
0: The doors, because if it gets windy, that wind's mm-hmm. blowing into your tent. Yep. There's nothing to stop it. You can they, they overlap, but it doesn't mean they actually stop the wind.
1: I think that's they they okay. But I don't love the design of the overlapping door. Some
0: of the storms that we've had this year, I don't think they'd have done too well.
1: Now um, you know, I mentioned but, but they made a change. <laughs> yeah, they did make a change. Let's talk about it. They totally redesign how they do their doors. So smart move. Normally, this is a room tent. Way, by the way. Uh huh. Little golf clap. I, I
0: want to give a golf clap to, to Z Packs for doing this because I think this was the smartest move they could have made.
1: Yeah, and they should have done it like ten years ago. Yeah,
0: hundred
1: percent. So to paint a picture, if you haven't seen the duplex, it's a trekking pole tent. It's made of Dyneema. It's very popular in the backpacking community, especially through hiking. I think too. Yep. But it's expensive. You know, you're yep. talking five to thousand dollars, five hundred to a thousand dollars, somewhere in that range. Maybe able to find one on Facebook. You know, yeah, used like a, or something. Yeah, so the doors they have these little toggles. So it's like a little circle, um, little circle piece of, I don't know, plastic. Yeah, well, I'm I'm talking about like how you you put it together. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. It's like a string, and it has a little toggle that goes in it. Yeah, you got the plastic.
0: The you got the plastic ring and the toggle that goes inside of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not a great design. And then you you stake it into the ground on one end. And then you have an adjuster, and it's got a couple hooks on there for the door. It's just too too cumbersome. So they changed it to where I saw they had the duplex with a zipper on it. Yes. And I said, yes, why has this thing not had a zipper the whole time? So I mentioned a, a few episodes ago that we were on the Pine Mountain Scenic Trail, and Jason's buddy Scott brought a duplex or some tent by um, – Z Packs and the doors were okay. And we had like 40 mile per hour winds all night, and he didn't get wet. He done better than Jason and I. Yeah. But we were in hammocks. And the door design was okay, but they put in the zipper. And if I were going to make the perfect tent, I mean, they're on track making it because you're talking 16 ounces, 20 ounces, two people, especially if you're smaller. Mm -hmm. Like Bridget and I probably won't fit in there comfortably. But two people, if you had to, could fit, doc and nurse, whenever I was on the long drill, that's what their tent was, was the duplex. And it just simplifies everything. Yeah. Because then if you're inside and it's stormy out and you're trying to get out to pee, you don't have to undo the toggles and unhook it at the bottom. And then you're trying to hook it back up when you get inside and you're trying not to get everything wet. It's just
0: not. Well, the the biggest thing that... The biggest thing about the duplex that I don't like isn't even the door. What's it? It's the ability to vent it. Yeah, it's it, not very good ventilation. Everybody I've talked to who owns the duplex, and, and I've 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 hiked in some clones. I've used some clones like yeah, the there's uh, a lot of garage grown gear. The two, or not garage grown gear. The um, who is the build the Gossamer Land-team? Gear Gossamer Gear the two, uh huh, and the uh. The, the one that that's out by the fortieth by Outdoor
1: Vitals. You think they're similar designs? of Extremely
0: the Extremely similar designs because it's the same kind of concept. Yeah, two trekking poles. And the the condensation's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it really is. It's it's kind of insane how much condensation you get on the ends of this. You put two people inside of that. It's oh, a lot of breath. That's a lot of dripping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of water, and and it's like, what are you, what are you going to do with all of that? And it just collects. It and just and drips collects, on you. and so. I am very curious about this Durston tent because oh, it, it is pretty dang close. Yeah, I see that.
1: They put a vent in on the duplex.
0: So you can unzip the very top of it, uh, just I like got, a normal tent.
1: I got the iPad in front of me, and I have on one side the Durston X-Mid Pro 1, which I'm assuming is similar to the 2. Yeah, 2 is just bigger. Yeah. And then you have the duplex L yep. with zippered doors. And I
0: always come back to those walls. That's the that's walls the thing for are me. With, that's the thing with me for the Durson that just to me kind of sets it apart is that ability to
1: have almost a vertical wall over your head. Do those walls guy out as well? Yeah. Okay. Well you can do You've that. got guy
0: points all over this thing.
1: This I don't see any on the picture of the duplex. Like this is that little that little plastic thing I was talking about. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. And that's supposed to be like a guy line to give yourself some more headroom. But what you're saying is, you have like a 45 degree angle above your head for a tent wall in the duplex. Yeah, and in the Durst, I mean, you're looking at it right there. Yeah, it's almost a vertical. I mean, I don't know how much it is. And especially degrees. if you're taller. Yeah, this, you that's want that's huge head room. for someone
0: who's taller because if you're going to lift your head up. In that tent, you're probably looking at getting a wet head a lot because you're, you're tired. You're not paying attention, especially mm-hmm. like if you wake up in the middle of the night you have to go to the bathroom or something. What but are you going
1: to do? I have a fix for it. I, another one of Jason's buddy has the Duplex L. He yes. saw mine, and I let him use it, and he's like, yeah, I'm getting one of those. And anything that is Dyneema, you can buy accessories for, and they tape on. It's the same material that, I'm assuming, it's the same material that they use on the seams to tape the pieces okay. together. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of times you'll get a uh, anything Dyneema, and they'll send a little bit of extra tape. So In case you, you get holes or yeah, anything. Yeah, you cut it yeah. or a burn hole or something. So, you can buy these little pullouts. It's almost like a little nipple that you stick on the side. Okay. And it's got the loop on it, and you put you a line lock or whatever kind of cordage you want out there. Yeah. And you can pull those... Walls away from you.
0: You can, but at the same time, like it's still not that wall.
1: No, it's still not as vertical. But and you don't have to worry about tying it out. Yeah, but when that's I come true. to
0: there's extra work. Like mm, I, that's that's the thi- another stake. That's what that's what I'm saying about the Durson. That makes it so interesting to me <clears> is <throat> potentially being a perfect tent. Is the idea that it's six stakes, and you're done. Yeah, you don't have to guy out any extra areas to make room. You don't have to do any of that stuff because it's already there. And because of the way that the poles are set up,
1: mm-hmm. you're at an angle. And where the angle is, is, only in the vestibule. Well, let's talk about how do we make good better. How, let's say that I say, you know, th- both these tents are great. Yeah, and There's absolutely. a lot of great tents out there. But there's none that is perfect, in my opinion. So I think that it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on how could we make this the most perfect tent possible without adding too much weight, without adding too much bulk? First, what material are you making? Well, I would place? definitely make it with Dyneema. Okay, Dyneema it, it, Right
0: now, that's the best material you can use for tents. Okay, I think And because what? because it is it is the most waterproof fabric you can yeah. get and for lightweight, tents. extremely lightweight. I would say if you could, and I think I think Z Packs is close, but not with the duplex.
1: Yeah, which one? I do think you it's with
0: the. Uh, the freestanding tent that they have, because I think that's a kicker for for me is like, if you can make a freestanding tent mm-hmm. where the walls are almost vertical, similar to the um, the Big Agnes Copper Spur. To me, that is a fantastic tent. All the walls are pretty vertical. It's a good tent. It it a lot of room on the inside. So you would um, you would do a trekking pole tent still? No, I wouldn't do a trekking pole. Oh, you'd I do would. I would do freestanding if you could do it and keep the weight down. Like that. That's a mod. They've got the duplex freestanding but They actually have a tent. If you go to their tents right here, Mm -hmm. and let's see. I'm going to scroll down every
1: shelter that they have.
0: Let's keep going. Keep going.
1: Looks like a lot of duplexes. Right here. What's that called? That's the Free Duo Tent. That that right there.
0: And look look how much more vertical those walls are.
1: Yeah, you're right. It looks more like a traditional tent, but it's made out of Dyneema.
0: The problem is it's $850, but look at the weight on it.
1: With all those poles and everything, what how, what's the weight? 30 ounces.
0: Less than 2 pounds. 30.1
1: ounces. Less and than 2 pounds. I wonder what the dimensions are on there on the floor. Could two people actually fit in there? Because it says the tent is only 16.7 ounces. So it's got the poles. It's got the stuff sack. What are uh, the floor
0: dimensions? Does it have the floor dimensions?
1: Uh, it says the peak height is 42 inches. Which is great. Yep. Um, says the interior dimensions are... Forty-two inches wide, so that's a so little tight the, for two people. That's going to be a single-person tent, and it is seven and a half feet long. That's fantastic. That's a long tent. Yeah, but that's wonder, fantastic. But the thing is, but here's the but here's
0: the thing with them. If I remember right, the the footprint on that's not as big as the uh, the duplex. It
1: says ninety-two inch by seventy-five inch. So on your footprint, roughly. Yeah. So that's so, pretty. That's a pretty good size footprint. I mean, you your width, including the vestibule, seventy five yeah. inches. But I just think having the, the other thing about this one is it's carbon
0: poles. Those aren't metal; they're carbon, yeah. which makes me a little nervous because
1: nah, carbon I'm, tends to break <laughs> more than metal. I've broken them. Yeah, carbon
0: I'm, tends to break more, and so that would be my only concern with the tent is the carbon state, the carbon poles. Um, But if I was making a perfect tent, it would be a freestanding Dyneema tent that has as vertical a wall as you can possibly get on the inside with two vestibules. Well,
1: I would add a gear loft in there. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah, I would definitely put a gear loft in there.
1: One thing I love about our triarch tent, we've we've harped on it a lot, but... um, The palace? The palace. It has a gear loft. And one really nice thing about the gear loft is you can put a knot light up there. So if if you're at the very least not going to include a gear loft, put a little uh, hook or a loop up there so people can hang their well even a ridgeline. Yeah, ridgeline. Like great. after owning
0: a hammock, a ridgeline is so valuable to me. Yeah, because there's just so much you can do with a ridgeline. Mm-hmm. And even even like if you're talking about hanging up clothes at night, like. Maybe it's not necessarily wet, but it stinks, and you yeah. want it to air out. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to do that. But um, that
1: I, I think I think that tent is pretty dang close. I also want pockets. Like uh, my arch has three pockets at the foot end and three pockets at the head end. that That's are on fantastic. The yeah, yeah. So that that gives you so much storage. And
0: and the more stuff you can keep off the floor, the less chance you have of puncturing the floor. Uh-huh. And that's a big deal. Like, or losing something. Well, yeah, or losing something. But there's so many things like pocket knife or glasses or a watch or whatever it is you've got out there with yeah. you that it's very easy for you to forget to put like not have a pocket have it sitting on the floor and you roll over on it next thing you know you get up in the morning you realize you've got a one inch hole yeah in the bottom of your tent so being able to get things off of the floor is valuable i'll tell that. you
1: another thing that you don't want on the floor is any time any type of seam Yes. There's a lot of tents that, I guess it's the way the fabric's cut.
0: Well, with dynamic, you don't have a choice.
1: Right. Because yeah. it's, it only comes in certain sizes. Yeah, it only
0: comes in a certain size, and you have to seam tape it.
1: Yeah. But I don't want a seam running right in the middle of the most high traffic area, because that seems like a recipe. Like, you know, you got the rainbow doors. Mm-hmm. And so when you crawl in there, the last thing you want is every single time you're putting all of your weight or, like, scooting stuff around, creating friction on the seam. Because it just gives it that much more potential for the integrity of it could be taken out. Yeah. So don't put a seam right in the middle of the floor.
0: Okay. So let's 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 talk about this. So for the perfect tent so far, we've said Mm freestanding, Dyneema as vertical walls as you can get. Yeah. Pockets, a gear loft, ridge line.
1: Yeah. And remember, these two are doors just and two vestibules, two doors, two vestibules. Yes, and these are just our preferences. If we could make the perfect yes. tent for us, yes, it may not be like this, may be the perfect tent for Dan Durson. I assume it is, yeah, he's and it may be the perfect it. tent for me. I'll yeah. Find out this weekend, it could be, but um, I would also want plenty of space in the vestibule outside so that if mm-hmm. I need to cook in it in the rain or if I want to keep my shoes out there, speaking of rain. I don't know if you can hear this on the podcast, but it just (laughs) dumped rain on top of us just now. Dude, I was going to tell you, I drove up here, and it's like as soon as I hit the city limits, it turned into a different world. Like, the roads were wet, and it's all nasty out. Welcome to Gotham. (laughs) Everywhere everywhere (laughs) south of here for the last hour, hour and a half, was sunny in 75. Man. Like, when you called me, I was leaving. I was leaving my house, and I had the window down, and I was like, He's like, hey, man, I can't I can't hardly hear you. It is absolutely raining cats and dogs. It can, are, you, are you there? Is it pouring? And I was like, "Nah, dude. It's sunny and 75. And you're like, huh? I couldn't even hear you. I thought I was like, I'm going to have to hang up because I can't hear him. <laughs> you, you You want the vestibules big because you're going to be stuck in the rain at some point. Especially if you are going to use
0: it for two people. Oh, yeah. Because if you're going to use it as a two-person tent, you need vestibules for each side, so... Backpacks can go out there. Trail runners or boots or shoes can go out there. Yeah, and Uh, trekking poles.
1: Two doors. You don't want somebody crawling over you at night that has to go pee. Well, and can I be honest with you? Uh
0: Another reason I wouldn't want it to be a trekking pole tent Uh is because I want my trekking poles in the tent. And the reason I want them in the tent is because some animals will chew on the handles of trekking poles if you leave them outside. Is it the salt? Yeah, it's the salt from your hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the. Feeling of the cork. There's something satisfying about it. There is. I, I mean, I chew on mine all the time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about the chewing part, but I think animals. Yeah.
0: So that sounds like we've created a very good tent. So I want to ask the question. We don't do this often, but why don't you leave a comment what you would call the perfect tent? Name it? Yeah. Tell us, give it a name. Like, give us the name of your tent that you would have if you could name it. Um, and, and leave those in the comments uh, If you want, leave us a voicemail On our on our site Backpackingpodcast.com You can leave us a voice message there And uh, if we like your answer We may just play it on the next episode, we'll see Yeah, that's right But uh, definitely do that for us and let us know What your thoughts are on the perfect tent Because I think we came up with a pretty good one
1: Yeah, I don't know what to call it
0: And if any of you companies are listening It's recorded, so we have the <laughs> trademark And the copyright for it <laughs> So you're willing, you can buy it from us, and that's fine.
1: Yeah, low, low price. I'll sell it cheap.
0: That's the truth. (laughs) So for myself and Jeremiah, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. Adios,
1: folks.